guys. Welcome to our next episode of Beyond the Pew. We Pastor are Bruce here. Rosa. Yes, Pastor Eric Gill here. It's an exciting day. It, it is an exciting day. We have a guest. A special guest. Yes. And uh, we've been doing this, uh, you know, first several weeks here that our, our new season of Beyond the Pew has come out. And so uh, we're talking to some, some different staff members here we at are. Maranatha. And, and some of them may be new faces to you, others maybe not. Yeah. But uh, today yep. we do have uh, our very own Stephen Poindexter. Yes, the Director yeah. of Church Operations. Ooh, that's that is a very Bible fancy title. Very fancy title. Yeah. And so we're yeah. glad he's here. Yeah, we're very glad. Stephen, why don't you introduce yourself to all of the listeners that we have. From all around the world. All around the world. From Alaska to Hawaii. Hawaii that's all around the world, according to Eric. Yep. And, but, the, uh, and the DR. Yes. In the DR, yes. There's, there's, yeah, there's at least that's two that, people yeah. listening Indeed. in the DR. Yes. Mama Gill and Daddy Gill. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for having me. I'm uh, glad to be here to talk about uh, just stuff with you guys. Yeah, I'm happy to serve on staff at Maranatha, kind of helping to oversee the administration, kind of executive functions of the church. Yeah, that's awesome. So with, when you think about ministry, a lot of times there's a, like that as presumption that is very casual or is very uh, spontaneous. It's like, hey, when opportunities show in ministry, you just take them. That there's that at times there may not be so much planning, but in your experience, you know, let's start with this question. What would you say is the importance of having an administrative mindset when it comes to ministry? Um. So an administrative mindset, as I was kind of thinking about this, um, I think in ministry, it's important to have an administrative mindset. So we're living out 1 Corinthians 4, 1440. Uh, all things should be done decently and in order. Uh, I think that's kind of like the verse or the concept that necessitates church administration, mm -hmm. making sure that we're purposeful, we're intentional, everything's done in order because we serve a God of order, uh, not a God of chaos. So um, a God of purpose. So I think as we strive to be as effective as possible as his representatives, uh, having that focus on administration and being intentional in all we do is, is, is helpful and helps us to be effective. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, I think sometimes that also helps with accomplishing goals of intentionality, mm -hmm. right? Like sometimes we can be um, aloof to the fact that if we don't, with intentionality, seek to do things, they don't get done. Right, yeah. right. And so the administration side to do all things decently in order and accomplishing what God wants us to accomplish takes time, takes effort, takes planning. And so you've you've been a big catalyst for that, I think, with our ministry at the church, putting into place different systems and seeking to examine how we're doing things um, and seeing the profit, you know, profitability from that for our staff. Yeah. And I think it's been helpful. Yeah. I mean, you've been yeah. in the role you've been in for how long now? Um primarily the role for a year okay. now and then there was about a six-month transition yeah. um, when the previous uh, operations director retired yeah and yeah. one of the things that just as a caveat to that you're you have a lot of ministry experience yeah. coming into maranatha a little bit so yeah. what what have <laughs> tell tell people listening because they might not know you and what you've mm. done where you're coming from as far as ministry experience you and your family so kind of what's your backdrop that you bring to the table as well i think it's important to know that all right yeah i um Started off college, majoring in construction management, and then ended up actually finishing with uh, more of a Bible emphasis at a different school, but um, grew up doing construction, kind of worked residential, commercial, bridge, roadway construction, and then uh, my wife and I felt called to ministry. Uh, so once we got married, we started looking for different areas to minister, and God led us into missions overseas. 
Uh, so for a number of years, we ministered in Liberia, West Africa, kind of out in the bush doing um, church planning, um, uh, leadership training. And then uh, we transitioned to Ukraine, where I taught in a seminary, helping to do training on expositional teaching, preaching, um, kind of church church ministries, uh, emphasis there. And then a number of years ago, we transitioned back to the States, where I was the lead pastor uh, for a while at a church in the area. Uh, and then now I'm here on staff at yeah. Maranatha. That's, I mean, that's yeah. quite a bit of yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a, a resume. Yeah, <laughs> and even as we're talking about administrative yeah. things, I'm sure you've seen the benefits when you were even when you talked about being on the mission field and being in Liberia, being mm -hmm. in Ukraine. Yeah, seeing how administration and planning. Yeah is needed even in that realm. Sure, and even recognizing that administration is one of the spiritual gifts. Yeah. yeah. Um, just in being able to use that for the edification of the body. Um, you know, we look in 1 Corinthians where Paul is, is talking about him when he talks about administration. It's like the word gives the idea of kind of like steering the ship. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, whether we were in Liberia, put into kind of a leadership role or here, uh, just trying to help each ministry be as effective as possible. I think that's kind of always been my heart is trying to help other people be more effective in ministry than I ever could be. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Great. Now, from the top of your head, how many countries have you been in? <laughs> have I been in? Yeah. 30, 35, maybe. Wow. <laughs> I can't even count that high. But anyway, <laughs> public listen, education. Listen, but I would say though, based based on like your, your public education, <laughs> we set the bar. So yeah, the we set high. the bar high here. Listen, yeah, if, you, if we just want you to feel included as you're listening or watching this indeed, podcast. Indeed. Uh, now, Stephen, I would say with your background and your rest, you know, all the the ro different roles that you have done, I will think of you somewhat of a unicorn in that you have a really good, <laughs> <laughs> you have a really good. Uh, perception of both sides of, uh, of, of this, of this sphere. Like you are, you have a good mindset when it comes to administration, but you also have a good mindset when it comes to ministry because you don't do different roles, mm -hmm. which I think that like for a church like ours, like Marinata, that has been very beneficial because you're not going into it. Uh, to to achieve one thing, you're looking at both ministry or are both different areas of ministry and trying to find like a common ground, which mm -hmm. has been awesome to see. Yeah, and I um, think I think that's something that's a great point because I feel like the tendency people have to think when it comes to administration is that if you're very administratively minded, very task oriented. Mm -hmm that the ministry side of things suffers then. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. if, if you are very task-oriented in administration, administratively strong, that means that you're not necessarily people strong. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times people think that, yeah. right? But both both are essential. Both are needed. Yeah. And mm -hmm. It does seem like, and, and just to compliment you, you do seem like you have a good balance of both. Yeah. Because, you know, we've seen even in the office the benefits of your leadership and interaction with our administrative staff and ministry staff from the standpoint of there's a shepherding heart right in addition to the administrative side of things which is a great balance but that's that's a challenge i think mm. um on both sides yeah though, because there are also people who are very gifted when it comes to this area of shepherding and, and leading people but they're yeah. not necessarily gifted in administration yeah and sometimes there can be a, a mindset of like well that's not where i'm gifted at so i don't have to worry about i don't it. have to worry mm -hmm. about right? it but you do need yeah. to worry about that or or focus on those things yeah, and i'm sure True. and i'm sure the three of us at some point have been in a ministry where it's some it gets it, kind of like how it, it, it navigates it's like hey we we plan as much as we can but we we're gonna navigate better on yeah. on, on when things come our way 
Do you and, see that? Like, I'm just curious from your perspective. Yeah. Do you see that to be the case that people are strong in one area, maybe weak in the other? And if they're really strong administratively, is it a struggle typically for people when it comes to the other side? Yeah, I think if they're in that role, but they don't have that pastoral heart, it, it might lean more towards the task rather mm-hmm. than, than the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do think having someone in the role of operations or kind of a pastor of administration brings in that shepherding heart because yeah. overall administration is just helping to equip the church to be the church yeah. for, for God's glory. Yeah. So having someone that has that pastoral heart that can see, hey, this is how this area of ministry and this area of administrative or logistics fits together. Yeah. Uh, and they're both complementary. Sometimes people would look at like, oh, that's just administrative or that's logistical. And and this is pastoral. This is ministry is like two odds. But um you know, th- this is a Spurgeon quote out of context, but, you know, some people would see them as being like two things that need to be reconciled. Really, they're there when two things are, are friends, they don't need to be reconciled. Mm. Like they're able to walk together and complement yeah. uh, each other. So yeah. I think that's one of the challenges maybe of administration is that it can tend to be more task oriented, yeah. as you're saying. So yeah. trying to bridge that gap. And provide an atmosphere on yeah. our staff that's like, yes, we need to get the task done, but we need to do it with that pastoral shepherding heart, yeah. um, keeping the main thing, the main thing that yeah. we're here to make disciples. And um, and that administrative side is just a, a help to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, which you lead to the second question of what are some of the unique challenges you encounter in church administration? Is there more than what you just shared? Do you feel like that's pretty much sums it up? Sums it up? Um. Yeah, I mean, we could share a lot of stuff, but yeah. for right now, I would say I was thinking about this the the other day. Um, <clears throat> keeping things in order probably would be something I would say. Like, um, so when you're dealing with the church, you're dealing with people, and we live in a fallen, flawed world with a bunch of fallen, flawed people. Yes, saved by grace, but still with people come problems Mm -hmm. and uh, just things that you need to address. So there's days where there's just a constant rotation of people coming in to my office with just things that they need, need address problems. So with all of that, I think one of the, the challenges might be not getting overwhelmed by the problems so that you lose focus of the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's like if you've ever had a, if you've ever, when I worked in construction, we used to always say a plumber with no leaks isn't, didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, if you're doing work, you're going to have problems. So the more issues that we deal with, I'm like, well, we're, we must be doing something. We're getting traction because we're having to work through these mm-hmm. things and work, mm-hmm. uh, work through stuff on a regular basis. So, um, yeah, just not losing sight of, of the end goal. You know, we're, we're in budgeting season right now, so it'd be really easy to get focused on the numbers and neglect the people. Yeah. Um, so just trying to trying to keep that balance, I think, is a challenge, and it might be dependent more on somebody's personality. But again, what you said, Bruce, earlier about being intentional, mm-hmm. uh, I think is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. I think another challenge might be connected with that is, is kind of, I said it before, keeping the main thing the main thing. Um, whether you're an admin assistant or a music pr- producer or a video director or a young adults pastor, like we all have the same goal, sure. right? We're all, we're mm-hmm. all aiming at the same mountaintop. So keeping that as the main focus and then helping everybody see how someone who serves in the kitchen is just as a, a valuable asset and part of that um, yeah. mission trajectory as mm-hmm. someone who's speaking on, on the platform. Yeah. 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 And kind of going off that, I guess a question that in my mind comes up, 
you, you know, with Beyond the Pew, we, we want to challenge people as far as not just in the church walls, right, but outside the church yeah. walls mm-hmm. as far as how they're following the Lord, serving the Lord. So someone might be listening, and this is a little bit jumping ahead because to- normally we would kind of ask these questions at the very end, but I'm just, based on what you just said, I'm curious. Someone listens like, yeah, I'm administratively not gifted, right? I, I'm a mess administratively. Um, I don't have things in order. What would be something you would encourage them as maybe even a starting point? Like if they're if they're struggling yeah. with with administration or mm-hmm. order in their life, like w- would there be a starting point you would say, "Hey, start here," or any kind of encouragement you'd give to them of how to deal with that, as far as in their personal life, maybe in their walk with the Lord? Any thoughts you have about that coming mm-hmm. off of what you just said about some of those challenges? Yeah, I think. Um... Yeah, where to start? It's a it's a good question. I think if someone were having those struggles, obviously one of the first things I would recommend would and you alluded to it in your question, but seeking counsel by mm-hmm. someone who maybe does have maybe a strength in those areas. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think about um if you think about like the the kind of Jewish disciple um model that we see in the New Testament, kind of growing up in that, like a, a disciple would find or a person would find a rabbi that they wanted to have the same walk with God that that rabbi had. Mm-hmm. So they would go to that rabbi and they would they would spend time with him. They would sit with him. They would listen and they would do everything with that rabbi so that they would hopefully kind of like learn how to have mm-hmm. that kind of walk mm-hmm. with God that that rabbi did. So um, in a kind of a similar way, I think if you were struggling in that area, finding someone, a godly person that has strength in those areas and go into them and say, hey, I'd love to learn from you. I'd learn to yeah. bounce some ideas off you would be a good place to start. Yeah. Um, and then start small. You know, if, if you see that, hey, my finances are, are a mess, yeah, seek godly counsel and then start small to put put things in order sure. um, yeah. rather than try to kind of eat the whole elephant in one bite. Yeah. Yep, that's good. So what would you say like with that, like – you know, whether they're gifted in an administration or not, why why should they attempt to do that? What will be some of the benefits uh, of being administrative in the Christian life? Well, like I said, uh, we're called to, I think, do things decently and in order. Um, and to, I think to be intentional. I think when we're not intentional with things like, like ministry, um, then we have the tendency to just run after every shiny thing that mm-hmm. catches our attention. Um, like when we were in, in West Africa ministering, uh, there are so many needs that, that you could spend all day long just helping people's needs with mm-hmm. food, with medicine, which are all good things. But being there as a missionary, like, yeah, we want to help with those things, but those good things can ultimately, ultimately be a distraction yeah. from the best thing. Yeah. So just in our Christian lives, yeah. kind of examining, like, what are all these good things I could be doing? Um, but without intentionality, we might miss the best yeah. thing. So kind of like going through and having things in your life kind of in, in order and prioritized, yeah. be like, you know, what? we're called to multiply disciples. Uh, what are the things in my life that can help me be effective at that mm-hmm. and, um, and successful in that? So I think having that kind of administrative yeah. thought process could be yeah. helpful. Yeah. And, and I would, and I would allude to that too, or, or add to that too. It's like, there is something when you are like you to your point, like you can do something that is really good, something that is biblical, but if you just do it without any purpose behind, with any organization, I mean, it's like you're driving a boat without a destination. You eventually are going to get lost. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's not going to be purposeful. Eventually, it's just 
you're just gonna be in the middle of the ocean, you know? And so I think that like, to your point, like having administration or having that, that mindset of being intentional with what we do and how we do things is very essential for all of us that call ourselves Christians, mm -hmm. whether we're in ministry or not, you know? And, and, and I guess like to be more specific, like, um, like some examples that you will see in your own life, as far as like how in your personal life you become administrative. Like, do you set a time of the day that this is when I'm going to read my Bible? Is there like a reminder in your phone that you're like, okay, when this happened, I'm going to stop everything that I do. I'm going to pray. Like, are there like practical things that you do that help you become administrative in that way? I think I have like rhythms of life that I don't know if I don't know if they're specifically like, hey, this is my administrative to-do list, but I think they're just rhythms of life I d you've developed over the years as a believer that, you know, I know that um, just getting up in the morning, having my time in the Word uh, and prayer is going to just help equip me for the day. Um, and when I miss that, you know, I, I can feel it. Mm -hmm. um, but so much of like my role right now and in the past, it's been this way too. Like you, you have your to-do list yeah, and with the best of intentions to go and like knock these 15 things out. And at the end of the day, you got the one of them, but the rest of your day was just filled with people. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell people, you know, I'll go home and tell my wife like, yeah, t today was, was a people day. Yeah. Like I felt like I got nothing done, Yeah. but I invested in people all day long. So mm. I did get a lot done. Yeah. Um, and then other days they're like, yeah, I got 10 things checked off on my to-do yeah. list. So, so in a way, yeah, having a structured, Hey, this is what I think I need to do, but allowing the margin in that for just God to use you in the moment, mm -hmm. in the moment with people and not getting frustrated with that, mm -hmm. um, I think is, is important. And that's kind of, I think that pastoral, uh, mindset that, you know, as a church, I think people are our priority. Mm -hmm. Like, God has called people here to worship with us and serve with us at Maranatha. And there are people really are our most valuable asset. Like mm -hmm. they're who we need to invest in and equip and empower so that the mission of God can be accomplished. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, having a list, having stuff like kind of laid out, but allowing the margin to kind of let God redirect yeah. in, yeah. you know, in, in the moment too. Yeah. And I think sometimes specifically to our spiritual walk with Christ, right? As Christians, we can almost treat our relationship with Christ differently than we do anything else in regards to how we prioritize it. So, I mean, I'm thinking about if the last week the Bills were playing a Sunday night football game. And so <laughs> I knew the Bills were going to play on Sunday night football and that that game was going to start at 20 after 8 or 25 after 8. So I arranged my schedule to make sure that when that kickoff started, I You're was there. in my spot yep. to watch that game and had planned, okay, what do I want to eat during the game? Like my wife will ask me, Shoshana will be like, hey, if Bills are playing tonight, she's like, you want, and she'll ask me like if there's certain things I want to eat or what I want to drink. And I make sure that like, you know, I'm set, I'm ready to go. There's planning that goes mm -hmm. into it because I value watching the game on TV. And I think we do that pretty much in every area of our life, even if we don't consider ourselves to be administrative. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, a lot of guys that would say, I'm not administrative, but when there's a game one they want to watch, mm -hmm. they got everything prepped, everything ready to go, everything scheduled because yeah. there's a value they place on it, yeah. right? And so I think sometimes we can almost give like a cop-out answer of why we don't have a regular time with the Lord or why we don't regularly seek the Lord. And it's because, well, I'm just not administrative like yeah. some people. And mm -hmm. I think some of it just goes back to what do we really value? Yeah. Right. And, and what do we really 
again, with intentionality, want to put in place so that the things that we value happen. And and we do it in every other area of life, sometimes not when it comes to our spiritual walk. Yeah. But it seems like the administrative excuse is so often the reason people give for their yeah. for their spiritual yeah. walk. Yeah. Which I think is a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes back to to, you know, uh we we've, we've been talking we have talked in the church about our spiritual gift and we talk about like you know when you look at the list of spiritual gift it is easy for us to only focus on the ones that we feel like we have and neglect every single one that we don't have but yet the call is for us as believers is that just because you don't have that gift doesn't mean that you disregard it like you still have to the best of your ability utilize them apply that or do those things in your life including the gift of administration Uh, if you don't feel like that's your area of gift and it does not like well I'm done. I'm not going to attempt to schedule anything. To your point, it's like there has to be a priority. There has to be an intentionality to be able to do those things. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we do have to value, right? Yeah. Value what we value and, yeah. and arrange to be able to do that. So Yeah, so now switching a little bit of a gear because we may have some listeners that they are in a position of leadership. You know, maybe okay. they're a CEO. Maybe they just oh, they lead a team of two people. But whatever that is, uh, as a leader, what are some of the effective ways to motivate your team to pursue the common goal of the of the institution that you lead. So you think about like something like a church, like you you could, if you're not careful, you could have the tension between a pastoral staff and an administrative staff, but mm-hmm. you have done it so well where you have allowed those two dynamics to come together for a common goal. So maybe somebody's listening in a position similar to that and they are struggling or maybe they have question of how to be intentional in leading their teams for a common goal. So what are some insights that you may want to share? I think just trying to help everyone on your staff realize or whomever you're working with that um, just see that God has gifted them for service as part of the body. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think of in Exodus 36, verse one, God is kind of giving the the um, preparations for the tabernacle. And God, God said that Lord has given them these craftsmen wisdom and understanding to know how to do this work of constructing the sanctuary. So with that same thought, no matter what you're doing on your staff or in your organization, God has gifted you mm-hmm. and given you talents for this purpose. Yeah. Like, and we can use those things as, as part of our worship mm-hmm. uh, to the Lord. Like those craftsmen, the metal workers, the bronze workers, like they all did that work for God's glory, constructing the tabernacle. So the same way, I think having that staff with, say you have administrative assistants and pastoral staff and receptionists and bookkeepers and, and just helping everyone see that God has gifted them in a unique way mm-hmm. to help the body to be edified, to help the body to, to grow and to kind of use that team terminology. Hey, mm-hmm. we're all in a team. We're here working towards, towards the goal. And yeah. I think that that's a big that's a big part, you know, helping the team see that what they're doing, even though it might be behind the scenes, that it's still helping to progress the the ministry forward. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been helpful uh, yeah. for people. Uh, I do think it is common that in whatever company or ministry that it, there's a disconnect and kind of silos can get erected and hey yeah. this is my this is my ministry and and it's mine 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 uh, rather than ours yeah. so i think even using those uh those terms you know those pronouns our mm-hmm. versus my or, or things like that are, are are helpful in in conversations mm-hmm. and i think about like the passage, uh, I don't I don't remember the top reference, but when Jesus is interacting with his disciple and the two disciples come to him, it's like, hey, can we sit at your right hand? 
mm-hmm. uh, and, and who's going to be the greatest. You know, they're 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 pleading and, and arguing or asking Jesus to place him in a position of authority. And and from there, Jesus goes into a time where he's like, "Hey, don't be like the rest. You know, uh, look at my example. I have uh, the Son of Man did not come to to be served, but to serve." Mm-hmm. And so kind of like in, in that dynamic where there was, there could have been some dis, d- division. He brought them all together to, to the, to what is, what matters. Hey, here's the goal. Us as, as disciples of Jesus, we are to be focused on serving others, on caring for others. And I, mm-hmm. and I love that, that because I think it goes with what you're saying. Yeah. And I, and I think everybody doing their part, no matter what organization you have, right? No matter what team you're a part of, everybody has a part to play. And there has, I mean, we just talked about this, you know, when we were going through First Corinthians on Sunday mornings, um, you know, a couple of weeks back where we talked about each part doing its part within mm-hmm. the body and how the parts that seem like they're least significant or less significant are the most significant, because if they're not doing their part, then things aren't happening that need to be happening. But I heard, a, I heard an illustration where someone had said, if you look at a football team and a quarterback is being interviewed and he's, you know, star quarterback and and they ask him, is the team ready? And he comes to the mic and he's like, yeah, we're all ready. And he said, so today we're going to dominate because everyone on the team is going to play quarterback today. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to accomplish anything because they need people to block and they need people to receive and they need people to run and they need people to kick. And, and they're making the point that if everybody fulfills one role, then nothing happens right because not everybody can fulfill that one role. Yeah, but right. we we think of that in terms of the church, but that's also true when it comes to any teams yeah, or mm-hmm. any organizations that if there are not people playing the part that they are gifted to play and that they are skilled in, there's something going to be lacking in yeah. that. And so part of the role of a leader in administration is what you're just talking about is is empowering but also helping people to realize this is something we're doing in a, in a way that is together, not yeah. isolated. And, right. and sometimes that's hard because yeah. people naturally look at and value certain things over other things, certain positions yeah. over other positions. Right. And and yet, you know, there are so many things that if you remove an individual that is maybe unseen, what they're doing, though, is going to be seen. And and that's sometimes, I think, important as leaders for us to really encourage people in that way. Yeah. So um, I feel yeah. like, you know, what you're saying is not just for the church. Yeah. You know, that is right. something outside the church <clears throat> as well. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And Paul used that illustration of the body, the eye, the foot, and all yep. that. And as important as the eye or the mouth is without the legs, you're not going to go anywhere. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it all works together. The um in our at admin staff meeting, I, I told him my my mascot for the church and uh people got a laugh out of it so we'll see if it's funny on here too but um <laughs> if you think about the the church or any organization really if you ran a business like like what would a mascot be and looking through the scripture and just kind of seeing how god has made us um i think the mascot would be the the duck build platypus and it doesn't strike fear in the heart of anybody but you look at that creature it's the most weirdly made creature in the world mm-hmm. It's like part duck, part beaver. It's yeah, like just venom. It's just looking, a weird yeah. little thing. Yeah, I don't but, know which one that is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can Google it. Later. Yeah, I want to Google it. <laughs> um, but it all works together. Yeah. You know, it's this one, yeah. one, one organism that looks mm. strange and has a lot of weird parts, but it still works. So, mm. in a sense, that's kind of what we are. We're all different individuals with mm. different gifts, u- uniquely working together in u- in unison, right? In mm, unity yeah. to be to be productive and. Um, I think a role with um, whether you're like a, a manager or a director or, or pastor, having the idea that Jesus gave in Matthew 13, when he's telling us about the parables of the soils, um, 
there's Matthew, Mark, and Luke tell the same story, uh, but Jesus uses three different Greek words. And in Matthew, he uses a word that says, describes the good soil as a good soil is the person who hears and understands that that word means to like take all the pieces and put them together so mm-hmm. that we can get it. We can understand mm-hmm. it. And I think a good manager, a good leader, a good administrative pastor, a good operations director can look at his team and see the gifts, the talents people have and see all that information and put it all together into one cohesive whole. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I've tried to do um, over the last year. And and I think that's what, what just as a team as whole, we've, we've probably tried yeah. to do over the years. And um, yeah. yeah, just trying to see where, where Bruce's gifting is or where Eric's gifting or, or so on. And and are we, are we utilizing them in their area of giftedness, in mm-hmm. their area of strength? Mm-hmm. Um, so we've even done some of that in the office, kind of move some of our people around to areas where they can more, they can kind of flex those yeah. spiritual gift muscles a For little sure. bit more. Yeah. Now, so, again, we, Bruce alluded to this earlier in the episode, but we talk about the focus of this podcast is for us to uh, go beyond Sunday, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, this question w- will be something that I would, I would think would apply to every single one of us that find themselves in a workplace. So uh, whether you're in the church or you're not in the church, you know, where you work, you, you name it. But the question is, in your experience, what are some essential knowledge or skills that, that you feel that every believer or every working believer should possess regardless of their job? You know, in someone like in your position of, of leadership, you know, if you're looking to hire somebody or as you're leading a team, what are things that you will say, okay, these are things that every single one of us as believers should be known for? Right. Um, I think that, first of all, a growing idea, I've kind of said this before, but a growing idea of where kind of you fit in, in, in the church or in God's kind of plan of redemption, like where do you fit in there with your gifting, with your talents? Um, you know, where do we fit in the church and in that plan of how the church is seeking to, to accomplish Mm. the mission of God? I think figuring that out and we've, we've challenged our people here to kind of evaluate their spiritual gifts, their talents, to look for places to serve. I think one of the one of the roles of the church is to help identify and equip and empower and affirm people in the church so mm-hmm. that we can release them into ministry. Yeah. So I know we've challenged people to, hey, like, what is your, what are your areas of interest, giftedness? Hey, well, try serving in that area so we can see if you're gifted, so we can find that place for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of knowing, knowing where you fit, uh, knowing your areas of giftedness. I also think, um, and this is maybe having the right attitude, would be would be something that I think every believer, whether they're working in the church or serving or in their job, I think would carry over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times we have the attitude that, and it's not like it's not intentional, I don't think, but I think it's kind of a response, reactionary attitude that, yeah, I'm serving, and we kind of want to be recognized. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily bad. Like I think showing people appreciation is great. Like we mm-hmm. try to do that, say thank you all the time. But when we, when we start serving in an area and we start to almost like expect, oh, well, I need to be known, recognized for this, then I think we're kind of taking our eyes off the, the prize, so to mm-hmm. speak. I mean, mm-hmm. I think back to like, I think it's Luke 17 when, when Jesus tells the story of 
um, kind of a manager and the servant. And, and in that, like, we're kind of the servant, like yeah. we're unworthy servants, like given the opportunity yeah. to serve, like why, why should we expect to be thanked just for yeah. doing our job? Yeah. And as believers, like we're to show hospitality, we're to show generosity, we're to be a light to the world, we're to, uh, you know, live out the truth. And, um, when we lose sight of that, I think is when we get into kind of where we start complaining. And so I think it's a good reminder for all of us to, again, keep the main thing, the main thing Mm -hmm. we're here to glorify God through the multiplication of disciples. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so those, those are some things off the top of my head. Yeah. That's good. And And I think too, for every believer, no matter where it is that God has them, as far as their mission field, their, their workplace, wherever that is, there should be a planning on our part mentally, you know, um, as we're thinking about the coming day, God, how do you specifically want me to glorify you? Today, yeah. Right. Or praying and asking God for eyes to see the opportunities that are before us to be able to give him glory, share about Christ, um, love other people, encourage others. Those are things that we should all be doing. So mm-hmm. in some ways that's almost administrative in planning mm-hmm. as we think about the day that's to come, no matter yeah. where we are. And I know for me personally, if, if I begin the day, asking God for opportunities. And yeah. people could think like, well, as a pastor, you have those opportunities yeah. all the time. But I'm talking about outside of a ministry setting. When you're in Aldi's. You know, yeah, Aldi's. If, I'm, if I'm, yeah. So I mean, like if you're, if you're at a grocery store, Aldi. you're at the, at, the, at the gas station, <laughs> right? If I'm, you're going to the mall or you're wherever you are, yeah. that there's a prayer of, of, of seeking and asking God to open doors of opportunity. In some ways that that's administrative, that's yeah. planning yeah. at <laughs> least. And I think just taking that step, like for people listening, and then with intentionality, like going throughout the day, looking for those opportunities, it's amazing yeah. what God does when, when we have eyes to see, right. you know, but yeah. there is some, some role on our part of praying yeah. for that and seeking that. Most of the time people, I mean, I don't want to speak for other people, but I know for like many individuals that I've talked to that have struggled in this realm of administration or have struggled in the area of orderliness. Yeah. A lot of times their day begins and ends with whatever happens today happens. Yeah. I have no idea. I hope it's good. And not any kind of sense of, I really want to see this take place today yeah. and asking God for help in that. So I think that's valuable for yeah. people yeah. to do that. I know it's valuable for me. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. And I think too, it, it, like going back to like the emphasis on what you put your priorities at, uh, like recognizing that something like the Great Commission was not given to pastors or those that are in ministry that they called to go and make disciples and to teach everyone what we, what we have observed, right? That's something that's been given to every single believer. And so the, the notion that sometimes many people have is like, well, uh, I'm not in full-time ministry because I'm not a pastor or I'm not a missionary, all of those things. When the reality is, is that if you are a follower of Jesus, regardless of your job title, regardless of your environment, you are a full-time ministry. You are doing a full-time, you're representing God as an ambassador full-time. And so for us, to your point, Bruce, to to align those two, to recognize, hey, I'm called to be an ambassador for God, right? I'm called to represent him regardless of my job titles. And then with that, start the day, hey, God, how can I do that to the best of my ability? Or can you bring opportunities? Can you empower me? I feel like with that level of administration, there is definitely going to be an emphasis on priority with that. Right. And you could take, if somebody didn't want to say like administration in their life, you could substitute the word intentionality, you know, being, being intentional. Like if church administration is leadership, equipping the church to be the church, Mm -hmm. basically that intentionality in your life or in your life to what you're saying is just being intentional about equipping my day to do what God's 
programmed me, commanded me, equipped equipped yeah. me to do. So you're right. I think being intentional uh, is is a huge part yeah. of it. Well, I think even if we look at Ephesians two ten, it's that which God has prepared in advance for us mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Right. So we we can have the expectation that God has fully done His part. Right. Yeah. Of, yeah. of preparing in advance those things that he wants us to do. Yeah. And so I think the question is, are we obedient in that? Are we also seeking that? Because God has prepared those things. So yeah. seeing that, being prepared for that, and having a mindset with that does take some intentionality. Yeah. And I think for when sure. that happens, we yeah. see it. And it's, sure. it, it's easier to default to kind of a reactionary response Correct. life, really, than an intentional. It takes a bit yeah. more discipline, but yep. it's, it's worth it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Dexter, as we are concluding our time together. <laughs> Special name. Special name. <laughs> um, you know, if we have people that are listening that are from Marin at the Bubble Church, what are some, you know, improvements that you're, we're, we're going to be coming out as a church? What are things that we're doing new that they may want to know, whether it's for like a future registration or like uh, giving or just in general, what are some improvements or things that you would like to share with them that you think, hey, these are things that to keep on the lookout. Yeah, kind of going back to a lot of the stuff that is done is done so that people don't see it, but they kind of feel it mm-hmm. or they experience it. So I don't know if there's necessarily much that people are going to come in one Sunday and be like, wow, there's the shiny new 2.0, you know, <laughs> sitting on the platform. Yeah. Um, that might happen, but it, it may or may not. But yeah. like... Um, I think we're working internally to work on clarifying our communications and our processes, you know, helping to make sure that everything we do is done so that people in this area of Northeast Ohio can connect with with Christ and one another, grow, serve, um, make sure that we're being maintaining kind of that commitment to Mm -hmm. biblical authority and being worship driven Mm and, you know, trying to make sure that everything we do is focused on highlighting the priority of people. Yeah. Um, So when we're putting out communications, just trying to think like what, in what way would this be valuable to the person hearing? Yeah. I think sometimes when you're kind of in the church world, you kind of eat and breathe and drink and sleep church all day long. And yeah. you forget what people who don't live in that day-to-day world, like kind of, you just forget. Yeah. So yeah. I think trying to help help our staff think like, like, hey, what would the this person in the church who doesn't come here every day? Yeah. Who doesn't know the <laughs> um, lingo. Right. Yeah. Um, how would they accept it? How would this benefit them? Yeah. Um, kind of hel- helping them to see like their their win mm-hmm. in that scenario. And then yeah. just trying to help everyone that enters our doors uh, be welcomed as, hey, this is a, you're welcome here. We planned for you. We yeah. anticipated you coming. And our biggest desire is to help you take your next step. Yeah. in your relationship with Christ and mm. your spiritual development. So a lot of what we're doing behind the scenes is to help facilitate a lot of that. Mm. Um, we're trying to be as intentional as possible. We've we've kind of done some things so that our, our email communications, our print communications, what goes on the screen in the worship center are done as high quality as we can. Uh, we're working on developing kind of fine tuning a social media strategy. I know y'all had John mm. Lewis on here the other day talking yeah. about uh, social media communication. So, you know, the, the reality is back when I was growing up, when you when you wanted to visit a church, you like got in the car and you drove around and yeah. you visited churches. You went there. Yeah. Uh, now people visit churches on their phone. Yeah. Yeah. So just taking advantage of that that mm. opportunity to highlight this is what God's doing at Maranatha, and mm. we'd love you to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and then for kind of a, a less exciting side, but I think a, a needed side is we're going to be doing some things this year to upgrade our security 
uh, systems with uh, just different monitoring so we can improve our ability to protect our kids, yeah. our children, our families. Um, unfortunately, that's kind of a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we wish it, w- it weren't, mm-hmm. but uh, trying to do everything we can to make sure that everyone at Maranatha has a, a sustainable relationship would be as fruit, you know, with the Lord, be as fruitful mm-hmm. as they can and have as much vitality in their yeah. lives as possible. That's just one of those areas yeah. we're trying to um, improve on. We're going to be doing some training with our staff just to help. It, w- we could all grow mm-hmm. um, in in a number of areas, but doing ongoing training with uh, more effective expositional Bible teaching um, techniques and different things like that. So we can do the best that we possibly can at, mm-hmm. at, uh, you know, sharing the word with, with people yeah. and ministering here. Yeah. So, uh, maybe those are just a few yeah. things. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, 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 you know, I know that Bruce will feel this way too, but we're very appreciative of your work, what you're doing here in Maranatha is very evident. Uh, you know, even if someone's administrated or someone on the pastoral staff, we've been challenged. I've been challenged in how, uh, you know, to be mindful of the team unity of, of being intentional and in, in achieving the same goal. So we're very thankful with what you're doing, uh, in our church and we're excited to see how God continues to use you. Uh, now the last question we have, do you know, Mr. Poindexter, how <laughs> is that we finish each episode? We, what question do we end our podcasts? Yeah, I do. Although a lot of your list, a lot of your guests don't. They don't. Okay. Yeah, they okay. Have, they have no it's idea. It's not because yes. you're administrative though, right? It's not. Okay. Because because <laughs> I've listened to, I'm, I'm not going to say all. Yeah. But when I'm driving, this is one of the podcasts on, hey, my, hey, on my playlist. Wow, wow. So, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Wow. So, so quasi-faithful yes. listeners. Yeah. And so we're going to have you ask the question in just a second, but so people, maybe there's people who are listening who have not listened before. Yeah. You know, we like to conclude our, our podcast each time that we have this by asking a question and challenging the people yeah. that are listening. Here's the question we like to ask. It is. What is your life like beyond the pew? Wow. Indeed. Maybe glorifying like the Lord. Glorify the Lord. Yeah.